All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, that game had almost everything. It was, my heart was racing the entire time. Brett, it was only fitting that it ended in an overtime fashion. Boosh bomb, classic boosh right there. That game was touch and go throughout it all. But the Edmonton Oilers are able to grab a franchise record 10th W in a row on that aforementioned Boosh Bomb. Tonight's matchup, dude, it absolutely lived up to the hype of the hockey night in Canada night. I understand we don't play the Habs all that much, and it's an Eastern team. Oh, my. The Bell Center was rocking tonight. They were ooing. They were on. They were booing the birthday boy. They even booed Ryan Nugent Hopkins at one point, <laughs> I think, because they thought he was number 97. It wasn't easy, Brett. But the Edmonton Oilers now have the franchise record. Ten wins in a row. What a night. What a night it is. eh? You mentioned it. I mean, it's kind of a stereotypical Canadian Saturday night. You got the ice cold weather. We got that little warning from the government. Good thing all of our lights are on right now. I'm sure you're plugged in a lot too. Um, But you got 
hockey night in Canada between two Canadian teams. You got the original six against an absolute dynasty from uh, a time in the past, too. You got exciting young players like Connor and Leon and Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. And we got a goaltending battle all on top of it. So it was a a fantastic game. Uh, My heart was beating. I wasn't sure if it was from the coffee I had at seven o'clock or if it was from the game, but either way, it's exactly what you're looking for, for a nice, cool, cold Saturday night in Canada. I would have taken a nice six, one beating or something like that, but you know what? (laughs) This one was pretty exciting this way. And yeah, you mentioned the Amber alert. Said to turn off all your stuff. I'm not doing my part. I have screens all over this room. I have lights everywhere. I do have a candle right here in front of me. So I guess I'm doing that a little bit. But tonight, what a night. I see everybody is in the Booster Juice YouTube chat. Dukes. Hey, Dukes, welcome back. I haven't seen you in a bit. Just says all capitals. Play La Bamba. Bay. Let's go. Let's just dance for 45 minutes. Let's just get going. Everybody, hell yeah. Boom, we're going. Ten ten wins and the headband comes off, Brett. I was also going to point this out. I laughed that number one fan took this from me. I can't remember the last time I saw you without your patented purple bandana. I kind of thought about that too, but I can't find it. You got to keep wiping the hair out of your face. (laughs) You're not you. It makes it look better. The thing about the bandana is that it makes it look better or the headband when it's like all crazy. You just focus on the headband. You go, oh, cool. So, yeah, no, it's it's all over the place. I'm already looking over here and there. But, hey, we let loose when it gets to double digits, baby. Buddy, you look great tonight. I feel great tonight. And, uh, you know, you just focus less on that hairline. We'll just we'll focus on 10 wins in a row, people. All right, let's get into it here with the Greta scoring summary brought to you by Greta Bar Yag. People, 10 in a row. This is the first time ever you want to go celebrate a little bit. It's Saturday night. I get that it is cold, but hey, it's pretty warm inside Greta right now. That's the spot to watch a game in Edmonton. Pre, post-game needs, whatever you want. They've got unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, awesome games, and of course, an ice cold beer. I don't know what you were just drinking right there. I think it's water. But let's just it is water, but it has like coffee remnants left in it. So I'm just braving it. My boy is rolling tonight. I'm feeling great. (laughs) Vibes are good. That game, I even know how to like where to attack. And at the very beginning of the first period, the Oilers looked a step behind the entire time. They were chasing the play. And it seemed like for most of the game, maybe not the third period, the Habs were just winning every one-on-one battle. It was very clogged up in the neutral zone. You and me. We're texting throughout the whole game. But, Brett, before we go through the scoring summary, what can you say? The boys, once again, it's never, it's not been pretty lately, at least these last three games in a row this week. But they've walked out of each of them with Ws in a row. What can you say about a team when you might not have it, you're losing some one-on-one battles, and you're able to pull it out in the third period and overtime? Well, the part is when you're winning 10 games in a row, there's going to be different ways you're going to win those games. So the last three games, are they against the best of competition? Not necessarily. Chicago, (laughs) Detroit a little better. They're hit or miss. And uh, Montreal, (laughs) but the big thing is, is that you're still finding ways to win. And, And the old adage of, they don't ask how, they ask how many comes down to this again. So uh, a win's a win. 
I think on the other side for Montreal as well, I think this is this can also be taken as a win too. This isn't necessarily a contending team. So being able to see guys, Jake Evans was really all over the place in this game. Yeah, he took a tough penalty, but it is what it is. Yelonen was another guy who was all over. Uh, who was the defenseman too, who was playing very well out of his mind tonight. But uh, And not to mention Montembeau. So, you know, you can take the positives out of it, and but... Either way, a win's a win, and you move on to the next one here. You got 10 in a row. Let's see if you can make it 11. I love this comment from my brother, of course. And he said, rolling blackouts mean nothing with this heater. Couldn't have said it better myself, boards. Yeah, boy. Everyone's fired up. I see Lance Kane's in here. He said, let's go Dolphins. Yep, I'm an anti-Patrick Mahomes guy. What a sports night tonight. I'm getting sidetracked by all this love in the chat right now, but I'm going to lose this comment, so I want to address it right now, Brett. Because, you know, you were a little you were a little fed up with this one right here, this comment from Ryan. Let's get a stat on how many times Dry is waved out of the faceoff. He is the best faceoff guy in the league. We need the stat. Brett, you texted me during the game. We had a little discussion about some referee and some linesman tonight. It was a little iffy here and there. We got the dub, but you pointed out the linesman thing there with the faceoff dot. What did you think of that? Hockey night in Canada means only the players and the refs, the officials. Everybody gets a nice little uh, spotlight here tonight. This is exactly you as an official. You can't make yourself a part of the game. And when in the first period alone, you had what four or five different face-off draws where you're tossing guys one way or the other. They had three in this game throughout the whole 60 minutes where both players got warnings, if not kicked out of the face-off dot. I just, I mean, the easiest way to put this is drop the puck. Drop the puck. It is incredible how you can stand there. I mean, exactly it. Just drop the puck. These are professional Hockey, these are center men. These are this is their job. You have and you're telling me two people are wrong before you are as an official. Just drop the puck. If there's something wrong, you change something. This isn't on the, the, the players. You're obviously going late or hesitating or this or that or the other thing. This is on you. Change something. I don't like it. It's it's hockey night in Canada. There were no ref jerseys in, in the, the in the Bell Center tonight. Yeah, just in a couple comments. Our boy Picks is in the chat. Hey, way to open that door today, Calvin. You did a great job. The ref threw more players in this game than the rest of the league all year. Legistrom Lance, I get you want to drop the puck to be fair in the final minutes of a cup final, but game 38 in the second period, I don't need a perfect puck drop. Yeah, that's a good point right there, Lance. Another one from Matt just talking about the refs. Nurse was not happy with that non-icing call. Great pickup on the hot mic. We'll get into it in a bit. About the sports pet sportsnet broadcast tonight, Brett. Because <laughs> as a producer and a man who's produced some live sports before, I got a couple bones to pick with the production of the game tonight. But we got to stay focused on the Greta scoring summary. So it happened. The Habs got out to the lead early. Cole Caulfield, goal Caulfield. We said it all during pregaming. This guy is a, just a drop dead sniper. It's in his DNA. His shot. I don't know what was more impressive on that play, the Nick Suzuki pass or the Cole Caulfield snipe. I mean, Skinner was out of position and everything, but that fake slapper from Suzuki all the way over to Cole Caulfield on the power play. Nuge took one very early in the game when it was a minute, 43 seconds into it. They seemed 
Like it was, it was the recipe of exactly what we didn't want to have happen. Early penalty, they score. Then you were losing one-on-one battles. I was a little nervous there to start the game, but I believed in the birthday boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, I certainly did as well. You saw those sex <laughs> eyes. Um, no, but I. It's a tough league, obviously. So that's it goes without saying. But again, when it comes to winning 10 games in a row there's going to be different ways that you're going to have to different situations you're going to have to get out of and tonight was one of those situations you allow an early uh power play goal against a a guy who's basically in Ovechkin's office all the time one of the best young snipers if not the best young sniper in the league right now and you let him open I, I mean you let your goalie out to dry there tough I have some questions about the ice tonight too I thought that was pretty intriguing the way the puck was uh, bouncing around but nonetheless uh you, you gotta bounce back from something like that those uh Gregor was talking about on a show I believe on Friday where the Oilers haven't really had a lot of missteps or those not missteps blatant errors I should say no real bad giveaways that turn into an odd man rush or a breakaway but there's a difference between those and missing an assignment and I think that was kind of more what it was than anything and those happen you can't play perfect games all the time Stu stepped it up and and and, I mean you just you just got to move past that It, it was come see comes off for me you can nitpick all you want on that power play goal there. That's just the thing. It was a power play goal. They had another yeah. guy on the ice. We did not. Tough play. But you got to give props for props to do. That was a beautiful feed from Nick Suzuki over there to Caulfield. Um, Braden says this in here. After that first Habs goal, it was one nothing Montreal for quite a while. It's got to be the longest the boys have trailed in a game in quite a while. I said today on pre-gaming, I don't have the updated numbers, but leading into today, the Oilers during this run had only trailed for 65 minutes of 546 minutes played. So that's a very astute observation there, Braden. Gold star for you. Gold star and to you, Brett, and to you as well. Moving along. So the next goal was in the third period. There was a lot that happened in between all of that. Plenty of chances all over the ice. But like I said, it was just very clogged around. And I really felt that Montreal won pretty much every single puck battle that was out there but we move along to that goal in the third period it's leon dreisaitl it wasn't the birthday boy i felt very confident that connor was going to find the back of the net tonight sure he had lots of chances i'm sure he'll take the w franchise record leaving montreal you get two nights off birthday i got a feeling they're going to be feeling pretty terrible tomorrow morning because the boys are going to get after it but leon dreisaitl and most notably warren Vogel. He he was noticeable in that play as he took the puck strong to the front of the net with a great just power move. Puck sits there. Leon Dreisettle pokes away at it. It was reviewed and challenged. Brett, we got our way on one of these, so I was pretty thrilled with that and the subsequent power play that came right after. What would you think of the play from Warren Fogle? Leon sure just poked it on. What would you think of the play in general? I didn't think there was goaltender interference. We were texting during. Folks, if anything, was pushed in. Well, yeah, and there is uh, a call earlier in the game as well where uh, somebody got pushed. Oh, it was McDavid getting pushed into the goalie too. I mean, uh, oh, no, that's that, that was weak. That was directly after it. So, yeah, so uh, that was a big makeup call, I think. <laughs> 
it's not, it wasn't a penalty. Like it, it wasn't goalie interference. It wasn't anything by Fogel, but you said it like in our text, we said, just take it to the cup. You're not going to win this game. You haven't been able to dominate a game, this game at all. You, you have to find ugly ways to score. And that's what the Oilers did. And that's what I mean by you have to find different ways to win the game. You're not going to win each game six to whatever, right? Now you have to find different ways to win. And that was in this game, a form of taking the cup to the net or taking the puck to the cup. There we go. Take it to the hoop. Take it to the hoop. <laughs> um, and, and you get your best player uh, lucky, probably, but that either way, they don't ask how they ask how many. And, and that was just uh, uh, the epitome of that. We've talked about the Edmonton Oilers way to win different types of games, specifically over this run. Sure. The season in general, it's that you see them in their ability to, it wasn't rolling tonight, Bob Stoffer. I do so many of these shows and games. Can't remember if it was the Hawks game or the Wings game, but he was in one of the intermissions, and he was like, hey, they don't have their A game of zipping it all over the ice. You're just going to have to score a greasy one tonight, Warren Fogle. I just saw it in there, but I've already lost it because you guys in the Booster Juice YouTube chat are the best. Do me a favor, smash that like button, smash the subscribe button in there. But somebody said that Warren Fogle is playing like a left-handed Zach Hyman. Damn it, I can't find it anymore. But I really like that just by the power move that he executed on that one. It looked like the reverse of Zach Hyman. Warren Fogle has been playing great lately. I keep calling him the honey badger because he's <laughs> so quick on the forecheck in there. He's always around the puck. He's always buzzing. Contract your Warren Fogle. You got to love the guy. So we move along. It was the end of the game there in the third period. It was. There was some. There was content going out there on the ice. It was up and down all over the place. The Oilers got a power play right at the end of the third period to get another power play to start the overtime. They didn't score on that one, but what do you know? There's another call in that overtime. You knew right there. We were texting. I said, like, the stage was so set. You thought this one was going to go to overtime. I really thought it was set for Connor McDavid to do what he does, but nope. Feeds it over to Evan Bouchard with another classic Bouch bomb. I will never get sick of what Evan Bouchard does on this power play. It was in doubt for quite a bit, Brett, but how how good did that feel to see that puck cross the line? And I'm sure the boys are celebrating hard right now. Unselfish on his birthday. That I mean, normally you take when you get uh, or get or take on your birthday, but this time <laughs> he's given away. He is, he is being gracious. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's a boosh bomb. What, what did you expect? And you came in. Here's the thing. We were in the, the, the lobby here getting ready for the show, whatever, and overtime started, and we went our separate ways, and you were ahead of me. So you came in, and you were like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, what, what? And Connor had it. I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. Passes it off, and just the thing about this shot is that it, didn't exactly, it wasn't a, a pinpoint shot. It went off the boards, went into the net, or boards, went off the, the uh, what's that thing called? The post. The post, there we go. <laughs> went off the post, trickled into the net, and uh, yeah, either way, again, it's just like the dry sidle goal. Is it uh, a goal to write home about? No, not really, but it, either way, they count. You win the game, you're at 10 in a row, and you, you're you're off to the next one. 
Yep, it's a good feeling. That was Evan Bouchard's 10th goal of the season. And I laugh. I didn't even think about it when I was celebrating that victory. It did pop in my head being like, you always got to worry about guys stream delays and what's going on. <laughs> and I actively didn't want to celebrate the moment I saw it cross the red line. I just saw I just lost everything. <laughs> Started screaming. I'm only human. I apologize to you, Brett. But that meant you knew something good was about to come. And it did. Oilers 10 victories in a row set the franchise record feels good feels good as i said on pre-gaming not it will never stop baffling me that they never won 10 games before with the oilers teams throughout the 80s even some of those 90s teams whatever but hey this squad this connor mcdavid led team they are the ones who get it done um looking in here just some classic with with vinnie we winnie yep brett you're on the show so we gotta have our vincent de harnay variety minute where you Tell me how good he was. What do you think of Vincent DeHarnay today? I think, again, just another, like, he consistently shows why he is an NHLer, A, but B, uh, a trustworthy NHLer. There, uh, there are games where you're going to be big, physical, tough, and always be in the play and this, that, and the other thing. But other times you're just going to do the little things right. And I think Vinny DeHarnay was quietly good again tonight. He had a great shot in the first shift of his game, uh, of the game, excuse me. And uh, a lot of, he, you see the improvements on the passing and his, his IQ as well in the game. There was a chance earlier in the game on the power play or on the penalty kill for the Oilers. And uh, he just knew where there was nobody. He just put it between his legs as he's fallen forward, gets the puck out. Uh, I mean, again, you just consistently see Vinny DeHarnay improve and develop as an NHL or def NHL defenseman. It's it's you'll love to see it. Any six seven. And he's yeah, and he's huge, and he's just he's yeah. an excellent vibes guy on the team. Him and Stu celebrating. Never, I will never get sick of that. Lance also says it right here. He almost had that goal. That was Vinny in the beginning of the game where Leon yeah. Drysaddle used great body control, fed him a great puck, and yeah, Vinny step stepping up a little bit. Well, when if you guys don't know when you're new to the show, Brett is Vincent DeHarnay's biggest fan, possibly in Edmonton. You're a loyal man. You're a loyal dog, Brett, and I always appreciate that about you. All right, let's move along here to the good, the bad, and the oily. And that one is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Hmm, Alberta Blue Cross and travel I've heard that there's a combination somewhere. That's right. There's a nation vacation coming up here in February. From February 18th to the 20th, you can join the ON crew on the trip of a lifetime to go to Arizona, the Mullet Arena. We're going to fill that 5,000-seat place up with straight orange and blue. I'm so excited for this trip. February 18th to the 20th, flights, hotel, hockey, in the time of your life. We are also offering flexible no flight options for $9.99. If you'd like to book your own flights, but join us for the party. Once again, visit nationgear.ca today. All right, the good. I think this one, everyone can probably imagine what this one is. It's setting a new franchise record for this Edmonton Oilers squad. They never said it'd be easy. Yeah, count them out, Brett. One, two, three, four, five. I already messed up the count. That ends with 10. That's going to end with 10 right there. The Oilers, I said it's been the story of they've done this in multiple different ways over the streak. Honestly, the crazy thing is, is that we were on an eight-game heater 
quickly lost three games, and then all of a sudden said, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's do that dance all over again. We're going to have to keep updating these eight-game hoodies. Maybe we're going to have to turn it into a 10-game eater. I'll talk to my boy Eric, the graphics guy, so that he can whip up. But, Brett, this is the best run in Edmonton Oilers franchise history. It's incredible considering where we were in October, in early November, where we're just sitting here going, oh, my God, this is awful. Like, there, there's there, the, the complete 180 from where we were is unbelievable. If you would have asked me after the second or third Vancouver game that we were going to be in a 10 game, not only a 10 game here, but win eight games in a row, lose a couple here and there, and then go immediately back on a 10 game heater. I would have thought you were insane. I would have, I would have asked what you were drinking that night because I wanted some. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, we have been, it, it, it's again, you, you see games where they're absolutely dominating. You've seen games like the New York game where they had to come back and win the game in the third period. You've seen them win games where again, it, just like this one, it's a tight one, nothing one, one game. And you have to find your way into a, a win. That is to me, that's the most encouraging thing alongside the really good goaltending that you're getting from Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard as well. Um, you're seeing bits from the goaltenders playing well, bits from the, the defensemen playing well, the bottom six chipping in, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl doing their thing, and McDavid's line being the best line in hockey. You are consistently seeing positive things from the Edmonton Oilers right now, and it's uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, I got people in here. What is this? Just 10 in a row. Kings lose. Woo. Alberta power interruptions. Woo. What a day. That's right. I laugh at this. People bring this up to me all the time. Lance says, remember when Tyler said we are watching the McDavid era unravel in front of us? I'm going to give him a pass on that because I'm sure even myself said some things. We all said some things during that run. Everything was up in the air. It was really bad, but it makes it all that much sweeter with where we are right now as a team. Once again, how many points are we back of the LA Kings now? I know it is tight. Is it one point back? Somebody correct me. I don't have the numbers right in front of me right now. The good, it just keeps on getting better with the squad. Unfortunately, Zach Hyman, I wanted to add some good to Zach Hyman to be an NHL All-Star. We still got one more shot at it, people. We can vote him in because I want you to vote for Zach Hyman. <laughs> nice, Brad. Are you threatening the viewers? I like that. I like that. That's how yeah, we get you- results. There it is. Put it up. I want you. I'm looking at you, the viewer at home. You need to get involved and get Zach Hyman and Evan Bouchard into this all-star game. Yeah. That would be okay. Also, Morgan Riley. All right, all right. We're gonna, yeah. gonna we'll get we'll get we'll get into this right after good, bad, noily. I got a point yeah. to make. You know what that point is. But yeah. the bad tonight, it was tough. We didn't know how to properly word this. So we said it was the lack of scoring. It was a two-one game tonight. It was a three-two game the other night. And a 2-1 game before that. So the Edmonton Oilers haven't been smashing their overs like they normally have. And I wanted to specifically point out that while the Edmonton Oilers scored a game-winning power play goal, it kind of makes it all go down smoothly. They went 1-5 for tonight. They went 0-3 for the night before. They went 0-3 for the night before. I've seen lots of people in here who said they were very... They were very pissed at Leon Dreisel. I don't know how else to word that. They're pissed at Leon and his inability to shoot the puck. Brett, 
are you concerned with the Oilers power play right now? Are they being too pretty or is this something that these guys are some of the best in the world and you have no doubt confidence in them? You're, I mean, for 82 games straight, you're not going to be unbelievable. You're not going to be on the same page all the time. So there, I, I think we're being a little harsh on them. Um, and not like we're sitting there going, no, no, their feelings, please. But I, I think we have to, to be a little more expansive on this. There's, it, it's a full 82 game season right now. They're struggling. And the tough part is, is that it's a little more obvious because the rest of the lineup isn't exactly lighting the lamp in the last three games. So I think that kind of makes it worse, but or not even worse, but just a little more prevalent in, in the space. But I, I do think they are going to crack out of this. I, I think their biggest thing is that they've been too passive. They're, they're, they've just made that one extra pass, that one extra pass that you don't need. I mean, it, you guys talked about it on uh, pre-gaming as well. Dry is not even in the top 50 when it comes to shots. I mean, we all know Evan Bouchard's shooting as well is fantastic, but he needs to shoot more as well. Um McDavid keeps facilitating too. I, I, I'm not too concerned, really. I, I think they're they're going to snap out of this. And once you get all five of those guys shooting more, they're there's going to be a little more pucks going into the back of the net. Yeah, I think 29 will get going in a bit here. And I got some answers here. Shout out to Gina. I did go off her before. So if you want to blame someone, blame Gina. I was wrong about the vote. Apparently the only players you're allowed to vote for are ones already going to the All-Star game. And we just vote for the last two selections of the skills comp. Boom. So the Zach Diamond dream is dead then? I have to tell Zach dad that he's not making it to the All-Star game? That's going to crush him. Maybe, I don't know if some players want to sit this one out, take that one game suspension. Maybe then we can get <laughs> Zach in. But that is incredibly disappointing. That's... Man, I was really looking forward to the homecoming of Zach Hyman. He's from Toronto. He played in Toronto. He's having an incredible season. He was yeah. in, coming into tonight. He was fifth in the NHL goals. Don't really understand how that's not an all-star caliber season. But Morgan Riley somehow gets voted in. I'm I'm getting I'm getting fired up again. I'm getting, no, at least no. Five. We, we have to talk. We will have to talk about this because I do have a, a genuine point about this. But let's get through GBO and, and and we'll we'll get on this. Yeah, gotta bring it back down. Gotta bring it back um, down. All right, let's um, move along to the oily right now. And this one, it's just a fantastic sports night right now. Saturday night, the Edmonton Oilers. Well, we had our game and we set our record. There's still tons of hockey games on right now. There's a football game on still going. And, man, I don't know if you saw the temperature out there in Kansas City. It's Canada levels of cold. I believe I did the math and it was like minus – it felt like minus 30 Celsius, I do believe. It looks brutal out there. Tyree Kill wasn't wearing sleeves when he went to warm up. He wore a T-shirt. I'll never understand that. We know you're human. We know that you feel pain and feel the cold, but I guess he's delivering a message. I don't think anybody gives a shit what you're wearing when you warm up. It's a great sports night. That game is still going on, but the Chiefs are winning 19-7. to I didn't think the Dolphins stood a chance in this one, but I'm an anti-Patrick Mahomes kind of guy. Go New England Patriots, go. Brett, you've been enjoying the sports night. I said I sent you a snap of my two 65-inch TVs in the basement. I was lounging during the game today. 
That's a great setup. I, that was better than I thought when you said you had back-to-back or, or side-to-side TVs. I was like, ah, I'm not a big fan of those, but you have two corners. Great. I'm jealous. I can't wait for my own place to do that. Um, you know, but just before I talk more about the sports that were going on today, do you remember when uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks receiving court came out in Denver just without shirts during warm-ups? Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of that. I'll never, I mean, you know, that was, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, that was DK Metcalf that, that spearheaded that one. He always wants to go shirtless. No, it's, it's a fantastic sports night. I, the other thing too, I was thinking today, I'm like, man, it's been a while since we've got a, a UFC event as well. And it, weirdly enough, I'm like, ah, oh, man, there's nothing on TSN. And then I remembered that Sportsnet has the rights now and that there's a fight night as well. So I was sitting there flashing between and college basketball. There's college basketball going on, NBA, NFL, the Chell. You got a little UFC. You got a little flavor for everything. We we're just missing a little Otani ball. And that's what I was looking forward to. Don't why do you have to bring that up right now? <laughs> Such a positive night. Don't remind me of pain like that. And that's funny. You you brought up the uh Oh, nice. Boo. Boo, Dodgers. You brought up the going shirtless, so maybe one day me and you will go shirtless on here. It's really oh. cold outside, but we'll we'll go tarps off. No, people, nobody wants to see us do that. All right, that's it for the good, bad, and oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. All right, before we get to our hot and cold performers, let's talk about the All-Stars. I want to bring up, can you please show these right here? The first, can you show the NHL All-Star jerseys that have been selected you saw Biz on the broadcast wearing these. I feel like my 10-year-old nephew drew these ones up with a crayon and got this one going. But, Brett, I said to you I felt like I had seen these somewhere else before. Then it hit me. Oh, yeah, it's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right there. Connor McDavid's going to look like one of these guys out there. I hate the look of these things. You don't want to get too involved into it, right? It's just an all-star jersey, whatever. Those are some wretched, wretched looking things right there. And the fact Zach Hyman's knocked me wearing one of them, it makes me hate them even more, Brett. Go, go, Power Rangers. Fuck. I, I <laughs> it's morphin' time. Yeah. <laughs> I was I wanted to be a Power Ranger until I was 10 years old. That so I mean, if this was me, I probably would have loved wearing them, but I do hate those jerseys. Uh, you know what? Taking a look at them as well, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Bieber was kind of involved in the unveiling of these as well. If uh, just kind of taking a look at them once again, like they kind of look. If I brought them up, they kind of look like something Justin Bieber would yep. kind of create. And since it's it gives me Toronto, Drew House vibes, yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. And I, which kind? I don't know. I just. It's not the right look. It's not the, especially, you know what? If it was even for Los Angeles, that look would make a little more sense. But what does that encapsulate in, in in Toronto? I just, I, uh, this, everything so far of this all-star game outside of Connor being so heavily involved, everything on the NHL side has been awful. It has been an absolute bust. I can't really say I'm shocked about that, but it seems to be everybody in here agrees. David says icky. <laughs> okay, SM, these jerseys are not good. I like this one in here. It just says Morphin Time, all capitals. Waz is in here. Shout out, Waz. Hey, Waz, nice to see you. The white one is great. Yeah, the white one's definitely the one that I hate the least. And, and Gina says it. 
probably for the best that Himes didn't make it to the All-Star game because of these jerseys. Yeah, but that beautiful Zachary Hyman smile in there, it honestly could have made me love them. Yeah, everybody in here, I saw somebody, I think they just said that Snoop had a hand in it. Final buzzer, is Justin Bieber still a thing? When you just mentioned that uh, Biebs had a hand in designing it, the first thing I thought of was like that crazy Halloween costume everybody went as this year. It was him, he's like wearing the hood. And I was like, yeah, that guy does lead the league in ridiculous outfits. Uh, maybe Russell Westbrook actually has worse outfits mm -hmm. than he does. But hey. Hey, you try whatever you want, wear whatever you want. You're allowed to. I'm not. I'm not going to give Biebs a hard time. But he's a uh, yeah, those. He's and a then clipper. let me ask you finally: What did you think about the final additions from the fan votes? If I was a hockey fan in the U.S. of A., I might be a little upset because it looks like all the guys that were added in. That's incredibly hard to see. That's oh my really god, impossible. But a lot of the names added right were Maple Leafs and Vancouver Canucks. A little bit of that Eastern Western Canadian bias right there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Zach and Boosh don't make it in. I'm a little disappointed, but... This is horrible. This is horrible. I mean, especially when this entire rollout has been bad. They are so scared. They are terrified of another John Scott situation that they just go, ooh, watch this. It's going to be a fan vote. First of all, who in the hell voted for Georgiev? Are you kidding me? I mean, that, I mean, you could stick in, I don't care, Ryan Fanti in goal for the Colorado Avalanche right now, and he would have 17 wins this season. That is a bit <laughs> And then you roll out your next, your five and go, oh, okay, here's who got voted in. And there, I mean, dry settles in there, whatever. You go, okay, later on, we're going to finish it out. Here, Here's who you voted for, the people voted for. You're telling me the people voted for nine Vancouver Canucks and Toronto Maple Leafs? Are you kidding me? What is it? Nine, seven? I don't care. It's awful. They are so scared to have another John Scott situation that they're just like, okay, okay, you're doing it. 
but really we're doing it. It's it's a joke. It is a joke. I, I mean, you mentioned it. Hyman Bouchard out of it. Bouchard's been way better than Morgan Riley this year, and he had an awful start. Oh my goodness, I, I I'm gonna get go on for way too long. I love watching you go off, King. I love watching it happen. But I agree. The Morgan Riley one just absolutely baffled me. I've been covering the Leafs all season, producing Leafs Morning Take. We'll see you on Tuesday, boys. But I don't know, man. He's had a good season, but nowhere near to the levels of Evan Bouchard. I believe the additions were Jeremy Swayman, Georgiev, Kale McCarr, Leon Bobrovsky. That felt weird not to yell that. I kind of wanted to yell that. Mitch yeah. Marner, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, Brock Besser, Thatcher Demko, JT Miller, and Elias Pettersson. The Georgiev one kind of baffles me a little bit as well. But other than that, I mean, I understand William Nylander and Mitch Marner getting in there. I understand the Leafs needing to be there. It is in Toronto. That is what's going to put asses in seats. But Evan Bouchard's having too good of a season to not get in there. All right, that's enough of the all-star talk, though. We're sticking to real hockey and actual things that matter. We've got our hot and cold performers, courtesy of our friends at DoorDash. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry, too. You can try something new or get your favorite comfort dish delivered right to your door. I actually DoorDashed during the game. Got a nice chicken sandwich. It was a great decision Ooh. on my part. Pat on the back to me. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, nation25. So for me, for my hot performer, who I was thinking of going with as a joke initially, I was going to say, Phil Kemp. <laughs> he played a whopping two minutes and three seconds on the ice tonight. And let's bring it up. We've got Zach's tweet right here. Brett, explain this one to me. He just took his first shift in the NHL, and he did it as a forward. I was very confused by this one. It was all over Twitter. It was all over the place. Very polarizing. Once again, the guy only played two minutes. I feel like this was more of a formality to just literally have his skates touch the ice. But I guess good for him. He got his first game. I'm, I'm proud of the guy. Let's say hey, that's what you work your entire life to get there. But I couldn't help but chuckle that he was rolled out there as a forward. In Nobby, we trust. So I'm not going to doubt the man, but I was very confused. Okay. It's two minutes and three seconds. That's It, it is what it is. But the whole, I mean, you practice today with with Sam Gagne as a forward. You, 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 you run your normal lines. You announce you're going 11-7 because you have a, a, a Ryan McLeod sick. Fair. Run 11-7 then. This is the kid's first NHL game. And it's not like, I'm not sure how he plays in Baker, or not where he plays, I should say, in Bakersfield. I know he's an obvious defenseman, but I'm not sure if they've ever tried him as a forward before. But this is his first NHL game. A 24-year-old defenseman who is known for his smarts defensively. For And Bruce Kerlock sent out a tweet today saying once his NHL or his hockey career, playing career is over, he's probably going to be a coach because he's a very smart player. He's one of the smartest players you'll ever see, he said. So why are you putting him in a position that he has no business being in? I, I, I'm so... And then play him for two minutes and three seconds. Just play Sam Gagne. 
Just play a forward if you're going to play him as a forward. Or I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw Gregor tweet that said that Sam Gagne is in fact not ready to go. Okay, so that was what my next part was going to be. If he's not available, then fine. But play him as a defenseman then. Play 11-7. <laughs> you're essentially playing a 10-6. You're essentially playing a forward down. Like it, it made no sense or 11, six, sorry, whatever. I didn't go to math school either way. Yeah. It, it, you're playing a player down. And I think it was very obvious in this game that because he was, and I know it's, it's, it's a seventh defenseman, 11th forward, whatever that I'm, it just, it, it's, I don't like it. You're, you're not giving the guy a real chance to be successful in this game. Yeah, it's just an incredibly strange thing to do for your first shift when you think you'd want to dip your toes into it. That's maybe why you picked a, a game like Montreal, and then you flip it right there and you say, hey, get out there. Go forecheck. Get pucks deep, buddy. A little confused on that one. Jason Greger's tweet here says, Gagne is still banged up in case you're wondering why he isn't in the lineup for the Oilers. But it was a great moment for Phil, Phil Kempf to make his debut. As we said, he went no Bucky. So you got to love that. I sure hope Connor McDavid's paying the fine. If he gets that fine, somebody better eat that one for him right there. It's his first NHL day. You're, you're, well, not even first. He's officially an NHLer. I think that's kind of the nice thing really for it is that he can, at the end of the day, say I was an NHL player. So that's, I think that's good. And I like Phil um, yeah, exactly. I saw this from somebody that's now it's just too hard to keep up with, but it was an honorary hot performer of the night. And I even had this one written down. Adam Ernie, Adam yeah. Ernie to start that game. He was very noticeable with his physical presence. He went and he blew someone up behind the net, behind the Habs net. He was going at it with Savard, which seemed for mostly at the beginning of the game it slowed down as it went along there was one the play went all the way down the ice and they were still just whacking each other down the ice i'm like come on i was texting you saying the only thing this is missing tonight in this game was a fight there was no arbor jack and Vinny to go at it once again but i thought adam ernie did play well tonight in his classic seven minutes of ice time that he got out there tonight uh is there anybody for you brett that you want to classify as a hot performer birthday boy uh, maybe no he played well. I, I think he played really well in this game, too. Um, you know what? Also, I want to say Darnell Nurse. I think Darnell Nurse played another really good game. It was really physical in the game tonight. He hammered that guy from behind in uh, the first period that we saw the, the great lapse of mechanical abilities from Sportsnet that we'll get into in a little bit here. Um, but he was physical. He was all over the place. He made some really nice plays with the puck, nice passes. Uh, I, I, that's one of those games where you sit there and maybe you don't necessarily notice it because it's not obvious, especially uh, – defensive games are not very obvious to most people, but I think that Darnell Nurse, again, was just one of those fantastic players on the ice for the Oilers. Yeah, uh, I want to give a quick shout-out here. I think to Waz, because I think he's in the chat right now as Oilers Nation, and shout-out Waz, because whoever John 5 in the chat is, get his ass out of the chat right now. You're gone! Get out of here. Dude, get out of here. Dude, let's just do 45 minutes of our best throwing out baseball managers because I'm sure you and I could get a little creative on that one. Shout out to Waz, though. Yes, he also wrote, I like that he writes, maybe he thinks he's writing it as Waz. Did y'all mention the Habs fans booing Nick D? Yes, we did. It was, they could be a cold performer, but 
where I'm going to go with my cold performer. Wait, you gave your hot. You're good. Yeah. 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 You're good for my cold performer of the night. I'm going to take this two different ways. A it's whoever is playing football in that chiefs dolphins game right now. I, do know that I would be brutal, man. I'm not a football guy. I never played football. I don't want to play sports and something that cold out there like that. But maybe you don't even feel it when your skin's that numb. But for my cold performer, I don't want to single a man out. But that cameraman in the Bell Center today, he was throwing me off. I said, I don't know if other people, because I have a production background. I've uh, directed uh, lots of sports games, live events before. I don't know if you guys noticed it like I do, but there was just times he couldn't even find the puck. It's the classic, which the Edmonton cameraman know on the power play. When the puck gets dropped to McDavid, they know what's coming. This guy was all over the ice. I even take it one step further. The Sportsnet director, we brought it up, Brett. There was Darnell Nurse laid a huge hit in the beginning of the game, and then they went to play the replay of it, but it was just a live camera of like the bench. And then they got out of the replay like, and did it again just to another live shot. I really wanted to see that nurse hit again. I know I'm just I'm just splitting hairs here. I'm picking the goddamn Sportsnet crew for my cold performer. But I noticed it, Brett. Did you? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I think I, I'm very similar. I, I do have uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of background, too. No, no. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, I think – it was weird. It, it was, there were passes that were missed. There were face. It was like, they didn't know what would happen off of a face-off. Like it was, it came out of a replay and the face-off had already been played, but the shot was just on center ice when the Habs defenseman <laughs> had it in his own end. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? It just, it, it takes away from the game. And, and you talk about it a lot, especially with, uh, scrums and fights in hockey and especially in the NHL for some reason that as soon as it starts to happen they're like oh throw up an ad oh don't show it it's, they might there might be blood on the TV this is this isn't WWE so it's weird it, it, you it's almost offensive to like the hockey fans when that type of stuff happens because you know what's going on you want to see what's going on but you're not showing it. So I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, eh, I was not happy. And it's happened the last couple of games, I think, too. So whoever, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I don't want to call out the production company. Now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know. And yeah. hey, I would love to have your job. So let me know if there's an opening in there for these camera guys. Yeah. But um, somebody said in here, the Habs cameraman has always been bad. Lance said, yeah. classic hockey night in Canada. My brother, Vouch, said, Boardsy is very passionate about production quality. It's true. He would probably know better than most. I scream at the TV, not about the play sometimes, but about the camera choices and the cutaways that go down. Also had the Darnell F-bomb note tonight, so shout out to the Sportsnet hot mics that were out there. You gotta love that. I laughed at this from number one fan. Need the Fox Trail puck back for the camera guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Hey, I'm not giving you a hard time, camera guy. The others won. Everybody's happy. Brett, do you have any cold performers tonight? I do want to say, too, just on top of that hot mic thing, I think the hot mic was the one thing that was done really well. Like, you could hear a lot of communication out there on the ice, a lot of F-bombs and this and that. But, no, I think it was uh, a good there. My cold performer uh, is the linesman. Uh, again, I just think it was it was awful. Read a book. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
read a book that's fantastic yeah they was it was rough we've already touched on that a little bit so we don't want to keep harping on it but yep that is very true i thought tonight right a lot of people say the oilers play down to the level of their opponent which absolutely the case on tuesday night thursday was a little bit of a different story and tonight while the Montreal Canadiens aren't high up in the standings, they looked like a good cohesive unit tonight. They were battling hard all over the place. So I don't want to continue that narrative, at least for tonight, for the Oilers. It was a tough game. It was a battle all over the place. We definitely didn't bring our A game tonight, that's for sure. But as I always say, it's not going to be pretty for 82, Brett. The boys pulled it out. What can you say about that? Well, you you kind of mentioned that too with the Habs and the cohesive unit. The Oilers in the last two games, and I don't think... I don't think the Habs lineup is that bad. I think they have a, a good group of NHL players, but I think two of the last three games, the Oilers have played teams that have a group of guys who are battling for their professional or NHL lives a little bit here next year for the Habs. You don't really know what will be where and who will be where. And Caden Gooley's trying to make his name for himself, not name for himself because he has already, but establish himself a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. As the number one defenseman, you're seeing Suzuki and Caulfield come into their own as well and the, uh, the stars that they can be in the NHL. Uh, you're seeing the crease of Montembeau start to, to form as well. So you're playing teams who have something to prove. Not saying that the Oilers don't, but if these those types of games, is, as an Oilers fan from the mid-2000s to uh, uh, the end of the decade of darkness, really, you know what those types of teams look like, and you know how they play sometimes and i think that was just another case of uh we need to we need to show ourselves that we belong in this league yeah uh gina in here said oh my god did you guys see the backs of the all-star jerseys oh, they're somehow no. even more atrocious gina text me a photo of these jerseys i would love to see the back of it i'm a little occupied right now i'm a little <laughs> bit busy my brother said cold performer nuge am i crazy for saying that he seemed off tonight uh, yeah. I can call you crazy because you're my blood, so you're nuts, buddy. But, no, I do think that's fair to say. And this is funny. At the same time, Stefan, who's in Facebook, so he didn't even see Boards' comment, said Nuge was fighting the puck hard tonight. Honestly, all the big boys were a bit. Yep. And then somebody said it again here. Um, whatever, I can't find it. But he said, we're just ignoring the fact that Connor Brown is the coldest thing on earth. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I am ignoring that. I'm choosing to ignore that. And it's the elephant in the room. I'm not even looking at it. If it scares you, just leave it alone and hopefully it'll go away or it'll solve its own problem. Away. He had a breakaway. <laughs> he <laughs> he did. He had a chance tonight. There was one. Yeah, we were we were both freaking out. He went right to the net. Breakaway-ish. They're battling. That would have been the perfect moment for that as well. Of course, I didn't bet on it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it for the season. But, yeah, that would have been pretty good stage right there. No, uh, Bordzi, just before you go on too, I, I kind of going back to that the the passing thing and the, all the boys seemed a little off. I kind of think the ice was a little weird tonight. There was a lot of missteps and, and and sliding all over the place. I don't think the puck really settled down that much either throughout the game. So I think that was kind of a factor too of the ice. There was just a lot of bobbled pucks and on both sides, a lot of weird 
puck movements along the boards and along the uh, uh, near the lines as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think the ice was a little weird tonight. Um, I'm typing this because you're producing, but we're both hosting. We're going at this. I just saw somebody on here that said, basically, who's been the bigger contract? Bra there it is. Brown is a bigger disappointment than Jack Campbell. Who has been more disappointing? <laughs> That's a good question. I want to say Jack Campbell because it's a goaltender. It's way more of a valuable and important situation. I was hyped up for Connor Brown to join this team. I had some expectations, but my Campbell expectations were pretty high, $5 million a year, thinking, oh, wow, we just solved our problem. I never thought Connor Brown was going to solve any problems. I thought he'd do more than what he's done so far yeah. this year. Somebody else pointed out in here, that's not a true breakaway. And I agree, so we can't say he didn't score on a yeah. breakaway. He was battling away on that one. Wow, we've already been going for 52 minutes. I saw somebody like Naeem in here said, I've never actually caught the show before, and I've always wanted to, and it's great. So shout out to you, Brett. I guess shout out to me. Ah, whatever. Fuck, what, who cares about me? <laughs> Looking ahead, though, as we mentioned, those Maple Leafs, those all-stars, that Morgan Riley, you see it. Nice. You added another green check mark to that. That looks good when you look at this month. The thing is, we looked at this January schedule and we said, okay, like there's maybe two games that you should lose here. Specifically, I'm looking at the Leafs and Kraken right there. Maybe the Predators. But the point of all these games and games at hand, they don't matter if you don't win them. Well, 5-0 and to start the month, a 10-game heater. Things couldn't be going any better for the Edmonton Oilers right now. And we're going to go take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, who I am checking blew another three-goal lead tonight. Man, I can't wait to talk about that one Monday morning on Leafs Morning Take. It's so funny because I'm so anti-Maple Leafs on a Maple Leaf show, <laughs> but I'm just the producer behind. I'm always chirping the boys in the chat as we're going along. So they are currently 21-11-8 on the season, third in the Atlantic. We know Austin Matthews is a stud. William Nylander just got paid. So his contract year, over. Expect that dip. I'm just kidding right there. But what do you think we're looking at on Tuesday night? Obviously, I think you're going with Stuart Skinner. You gave him the night off on Thursday. Kind of why I feel like I would have started Pickard tonight. But hey, dubs, dubs, and dubs. I'm not arguing any of it. Brett, give me a score prediction and an anytime goal scorer for Tuesday night. Yeah, I just want to. I want to say that uh, All Star uh, Georgiev, Alexander Georgiev, had a great game tonight in in Toronto. So just <laughs> mm, that's proven why he's an All Star. All Star um, man, All Star. <laughs> that's a fucking All Star right there. Um, <laughs> uh, no, for the uh, the the Leafs game, I. I think the case for them that just consistently kind of having tough games against the bad teams or the teams that they should win, I think it's going to kind of turn the tide against a team that's kind of more difficult. I think for a lot of the Edmonton Oilers who are from Ontario, this is kind of a game that they circle on their, their calendar. It's an easy game to wake up for. You know that there's going to be a lot of hype around it as well. Uh, Matthews versus McDavid. You got a lot of storylines to this. So I think this is going to be a game where the Oilers kind of wake up to. I think it's 
tickets are going to be <laughs> kind of similar. And I, this may be a little bit of a Homer answer, but I think it's going to be as kind of similar to that first game after the Oilers traded Tyson Berry for Matthias Ekholm. And it was, uh, I don't think Ekholm played in that game, but he played in the game after. And that was the game where uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins beat the wheels off of Justin Hall. And I think the Oilers won like six, two. So uh, I'm going a big time game too. I'll probably say five, maybe kind of similar to this score. So maybe I'll go five, three, five, two for the Oilers with a Vinny DeHarnay goal. In uh, I like where his- your head's at with that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a five-three Oilers victory, but the Leafs go out to a three-nothing lead and blow it <laughs> right in front of us because that's that's my dream scenario right there. I've already lived my dream scenario. Actually, when you just mentioned Nuge beating the shit out of Justin Hall last year, that was one of my favorite. I said it on pregame today. What was better, beating up Sean Monahan or Justin Hall? The Monahan one, there was the emotion because it was the Flames, but he dummied Justin Hall when he yeah. fought him. It wasn't even close. He was turtling. He was scared every step of the way. So I'm going to say 5-3. I see some predictions in here. 7-3 Oilers. Let me know your predictions in here as well. 7-3. I love my brother in the chat. Bordsy is missing volleyball for these Thursday games. <laughs> I haven't made one of my team's volleyball games on a Thursday in what feels like two and a half months the team is struggling, so uh, whatever. Lance says it here best. Pour one out for Bordsy's volleyball team. <laughs> they, uh, they struggle along. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you actually did. Nice. I'm just imagining you have a nice big puddle on your crotch right now. Oh, the commitment to the bit, Brett. That's why you never disappoint. It's why I love having you on this show with me. I also want to get in one final ad here. It's for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, which is presented by Booster Juice. January 19th to the 21st. It's the Pond Hockey Tournament out in Jasper on top of Lake Mildred. Space is very limited, so time to register is now. The tournament will be at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge. Nation Network's going to be there. Oilers Nation's there. Flames Nation's there. I believe there's a Leafs Nation slash daily face-off team. Frank Saravalli, welcome to the cold, buddy. It's going <laughs> to be a little chilly out there. I'm a little ha- happy. No, that's a lie. I'm, I, I wish I was going, but I'm not going. I was going to be like, no, I'm happy I'm not going. No, 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 no. It'll be a good time. There's a BOA going on on Saturday night as well. Oilers Nation, Flames Nation. It'll be a good time. It's a Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize. Brett, we need to re-energize because I'm taking up a lot of power in my house right now when we all got that Amber Alert that we all need to get, get those lights off, man. Get it off. <laughs> TV's off. I'm going to go read a book in front of a candle. I appreciate no, you. I appreciate everybody inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat. Ten in a row, people. It feels like a dream right now, but it's just reality. Shout out to all of our lovely sponsors, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, Batway and Booster Juice. Brett, thanks for joining me tonight. Shout out to Brett. Everybody stick taps in the chat for Brett. He produced and co-hosted today. Now, it was really just me and you talking the entire time, but it was a good time. I love having you with me on the show. Can't wait to do it again. And we'll be back Monday on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel, 12.01 Mountain Standard Time. For a little Oilers Nation every day, we'll talk about this one. And we'll start to get ready for another week and a big one against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Tuesday night. I really wish I was going to that game. Let me know in the chat if you are. Are you? 
No, I wish. Oh, I hope they go for eleven. I, you know, I might snag tickets, whatever. But they're going for eleven. Brett, I appreciate you, everybody in the chat. Have a great one. Stay warm, everybody. Do not go outside. It's a great sports weekend. Just go sit on the couch and watch football tomorrow all day because that's what I'm going to do. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.